Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Tech sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. Andy. Naomi. You got a good five o'clock shadow going, and I just (laughs) want to tell you that on recorded media. Thank you. I want the listeners to know. Well, we're going to a baby party today, so I want to... (laughs) That sounds so gross to me for some reason. Well, I don't care about the babies. I care about the other adults thinking, now that guy... No, no, no. The phrase baby party is what I'm taking issue with. <laughs> What's your problem with that part? With that the phrase? Age, we're going to a baby party. A baby's first birthday. There's a ton of them. All of our friends had babies last year. My sister had a baby last year. We're going to my, my nephew's first birthday in a couple of weeks. So many baby parties. What is, <laughs> what is your problem with that phrase? <laughs> No, the idea of us as two childless adults going to baby parties, mm-hmm. a baby party. I don't know. I think it's almost like the way, you know what? You know that phrase lemon party, the way that means something gross? <laughs> I think baby party is conjuring that idea, which is like something that sounds docile, but is actually like something else entirely. So it's really we're going to a party with a bunch of adults wearing diapers. <laughs> exactly. And not because of incontinence. <laughs> For erotic right, purposes. right, right, for the comfort, for the sexuality, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Oh my so god! So we're going to a friend's child's first birthday. Thank you very much. How is that? Is that, that better? feels right? Is that better? Do you think it solidifies in you the feeling I do not want to have children? What going to the party? Yes, going to all these parties. We've been to many in the last month or two. It's funny, and I know this is going to be dark, 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 but I did have this this like thought i was like oh my god what if andy were to die first and then i was just left here alone i would wish that i had a kid so that i wasn't alone on this planet oh no clone me at that point well i'll try i'll call dna off the husk and (laughs) call barbara streisand (laughs) like how'd you get those clone dogs can we do it with a husband yeah did they do a lover (laughs) did they do it pre pre dog uh decession (laughs) did they get the dna pre dog decession Yes. Is okay. decession a word? I don't know. I just didn't want to say. <laughs> I didn't want to say yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to have a bad, a, a, a negative life word. I know. I've already. With a dog. <laughs> negative life word. 
dog negative life word. Yes. That's it. Because everything is, we're all on edge, okay? And uh-huh. we're all very delicate. So we're just going to use phrases like negative life word. Yeah. Like ev- <laughs> literally everything is, tr- everything negative is triggering at this point. Everything triggered. Um, but uh, Naomi, before we get into the episode, I just want to read a very quick, we've gotten a lot of comments. Mm-hmm. People loved the Paul of Tompkins episode. Oh my God. Well, so did we. Got a lot of comments. And uh, we don't have enough time to read all of them, but listeners, I want you to know, you are heard. You I, are seen. I do listen to or read all of them. You are seen, you Just are heard, so you, you are know. read. You exist. To us. To for, us. Yes. We are. We share space. I was we thinking occupy a world. Cartesian, right? Ooh. I think, therefore, I am. Yes, I am yes, witnessed. Yes. In a Heisenberg way, you are witnessed. Yes, we bear witness. So, uh, but I just wanted to read. This comes to us uh, from Danielle. Said we could use her first name. Uh, on Instagram. I'm listening to the PFT episode, and I have to let you know, as a gal from Pennsylvania, the repression is absolutely a thing for the PA Dutch folks <laughs> and my dad's side of the family. But please do not overlook the emotional deluge coming from the Italian contingent of Philadelphia and its suburbs. Uh-huh. My Mennonite raised partner recently realized he was never taught to talk about his feelings, while I, who identify more with my Italian Roman Catholic side, overthink literally every single thing I do and need to talk about all of it. Feel free to read this on the show, but maybe don't use my last name. Love you both. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Obviously two sides to every coin. And thank you for sharing that because you know what I hear from you constantly Mm -hmm. is PA Dutch, but also there's repression, repression, repression. A lot of people of Italian descent, Irish. Mm -hmm, A lot of mm -hmm. my friends growing up were Irish Catholic, get along with the Jews very, very well. Um, (laughs) Uh, a Pittsburgh, a very large Polish contingent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's even a part in, in Pittsburgh called Polish Hill, I believe. Polish Hill. If I remember correctly. So, yeah. So, okay. Many different. Mm-hmm, but I mm-hmm. do think the PA Dutch atmosphere is dominant. Yes, absolutely. Ab- well, once you leave the city, mm. right? Like, once you leave the city. Mm. It's just buggies, as far as the eye can see. I, it's, I will say, though, I do get excited when I see a buggy. And I don't know what it is about that, even as an adult, when I catch a buggy, <laughs> when we're driving, you know, back when your parents would maybe drop us off at the bus station or something like that. Um, I love a buggy. I think it's cool looking. Is that your new, <laughs> is that your new podcast with Megan? I think you've said this already about no, I, like, <laughs> about like um, furniture, like Dutch furniture. Anytime you say I, I, love a po- I love a blank yeah. is going to be. What is that? Your new podcast with Megan? Okay, great, great, great. Just great, so you great. know, for the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys know I have another podcast called I Love a Lifetime Movie where I recap <laughs> Lifetime movies? <laughs> Until the water wars start, Naomi. Yep. Another reason not to have children, by the way. Stop. Do you want to create know. another soldier for the water wars? No. <laughs> Who do you think you're going to pledge allegiance to? Which water company? Wait, I have to pledge allegiance to a company? Hey, do you want a bottle of water? A day? Well, I don't think we're going to get a bottle. I think what's going to have to happen is we're going to have to move to like Ohio, mm. someplace off of one of the Great Lakes where mm. they've got access to Freshy. And our job, what we will be doing, we will be defenders of the fresh water supply. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to happen. We're going to have to like get in good with um, our friend Hallie Kiefer, who's from Ohio. Mm. Get up there. Of the Ruined podcast. Yes. Exactly. And then really just kind of, that will be our place in the water wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it through. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> well, I don't want to go too dark again. So I'll just, yeah, that's good. I'll just stop that's the good. riff there. Yeah, I think we should stop the riff there. Um, and I will 
give you guys a little bright spot, all right? If you are in Los Angeles Friday, August 12th, you can come to my show at Largo. Naomi Ekparrigan makes friends. We've got Sarah Silverman. We've got Asif Ali. We've got Megan Gailey. We've got more friends, honey. This is going to be a real fun one. Friday, August 12th. Link to tickets is in the show notes for this episode. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of this episode, Naomi, who's our guest today? Well, our guest, honey, lives up to her name. Mm. We have the one, the only Jackie Fabulous. Mm. Jackie is a hilarious comedian you've seen on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, America's Got Talent, and she has a new stand-up special called Menopause, which you can rent or buy wherever you find your funny, honey. I just made that up. (laughs) Wherever you find your funny, honey. The point is, Jackie is great. She truly did come to us with an open heart. Mm -hmm. And we really got into it. I mean, this is a fun (laughs) one. I mean, Jackie, I was like, okay, girl. This is basically her therapy for the week. And I love it. (laughs) So without further ado, might I say, roll it. Now, Jackie, we are going to get into answering people's like relationship questions and you know they come to us in need but Uh you know it's important for us to know you you know for and also for the listeners to know who is going to be here helping them handle their scandal yeah so you know i guess i want to start with you what kind of a lover are you would you consider (laughs) yourself somebody who's like i have crushes a lot are you somebody who's like i don't love these hoes like what's the vibe (sighs) oh it's so conflicting I'm I'm a self-proclaimed boy crazy. Okay. But if you're a, if you're a heterosexual male, I probably am in love with you or have been at some point. And I <laughs> I learned this in in element in a kindergarten. There was a little a little boy Puerto Rican. His name was Jaime. I remember. Mm-hmm. And I, I kept tickling him, and I got in trouble for that back then. Uh huh. Because they they like you can't har- harass this little boy. He does not want you, Jackie. Stop <laughs> tickling him. And I was in kindergarten, and that from that point on, boy crazy forever. But at the ripe old age of fifty, where I am now, I'm not. Sure, I still love them, but I'm not really in love with the male species altogether. Hmm. Hmm. That makes sense. I, What's happened I, in the last uh, couple decades <laughs> that might make you not? They keep with, uh... fucking up, and <laughs> I don't. And I re- and I, I admitted the other day on my podcast, I said that I really do feel kind of ashamed. That I have spent the majority of my life on this planet thinking about boys, about mm-hmm. men, crushing on them, not yeah. getting crushed back, or getting crushed back and whatever. Not so much of my time. The, the woman who wrote that book, Eat, Pray, Love, Oprah's mm-hmm. friend back in the day, mm-hmm. she was being interviewed, and she was like, "If I had spent even a, 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 a smidgen of the time I spent trying to chase men, I would know like five languages." Yes, that's how I feel. I feel like. Yes. I could have cured cancer by now with yeah. all the, you know what I mean? Because I spent college a little not focused on the right thing. I could have really learned something. I didn't. I, I'm surprised I know how to read. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm surprised I know how to read. That's been all of my time in school, eyeballing boys. And now <laughs> I love them, but I'm not going to lie. It's not every day. I'm like, I could move to London and just live there and not end up get away from all the men that I've fucked around with here and in <laughs> California where I used to live. So I, I have an answer where I love, love, love men, but I'm also really, really, really worn down and tired by them. Yes. And not that they did, not that they hurt me. I think I had, I think I had chubby girl syndrome where I'm like, you know, so chubby girl meaning like I was chubby and funny and, Mm -hmm. you know, cute, but I wasn't pulling dudes in. 
Mm-hmm. So I would I would resort to being funny, not annoying, not a clown, but I've always been the funny girl. I realized, you know, I, I realized a long time ago that that was my way of getting the guy. You know, if I get if, if I can make the guy laugh, I could probably get in those draws. You know, I'm I have a I have a very male mentality when it comes to attracting dudes. I'm like, I know what it takes to get them to be like, oh, Jackie's, you know what, Jackie's kind of cool, and that takes work. <laughs> you know, so my my feelings about men now, I love them and. What kind of lover am I? That was the question. I think I'm fun. Uh-huh. I think I'm fun. When it's time to get naked, I'll be naked outside, in the car, <laughs> on the porch. When it's time to get naked, I'm I'm like, it's time to do it. I don't really have it, it's uh, a hang-up about that. And I take sex seriously because I like pleasing the man as well as being pleased. And I am, I'm open to, open to, to suggestions, you know? <laughs> So I'm, I think I think I'm fun in bed. I'm a lot of fun in bed. I think I think most of the guys who have been with me have been like, she was okay. She had a good time. We had a good time. <laughs> you take notes. That's <laughs> yeah. I do. I do. You have to look. You know, look at how many notes women have been known in history to give men, so they can figure out how to give us an orgasm. So yes, I will take notes also because we are also open for to learn. I'm open to learn. I don't know everything. So now, are you are you single at the moment? I am engaged to be married in November. Ah! Oh, congrats! But not every day. <laughs> what? What does that mean? Yeah, no, it's still everything is still a go. But I'm not gonna lie. There's a part of me that's wondering if I'm settling. That's to be honest. Really? I'm I'm madly in love with him, but I've known him for so long. I'm kind of wondering: Am I in love with him, or am I in love with the memory because I've had it in my life? He's been in my life as a friend or like a a fuck buddy, vacation dude for years. I'm talking like since 1990, because I, I met him in college. Okay. But at at that time, we were not ready to do a commitment thing. And I I married somebody else, and I moved to L.A. and I was in there. I was in L.A. for 20 years, mm-hmm. and I would come home to visit my family, and you know what, visit <laughs> and go see him, mm-hmm. and he was like a reliable you know, lover from afar for decades. And when I moved back home, he's like, hey, still here, ready? So I was kind of like, damn, I should probably really try to see if this is something that could be a long-term thing. And I've been doing this trying thing with him for about two and a half years. Hmm. And most of the time, it's great. But I do recognize that I think I have grown a lot. Like, I'm 11, I'm, I'm like four people different than I was when he met me. Hmm. But he's But he's still kind of the same person. So hmm. that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is this worth it? Is he meant to be? Because he's, you know, he's here. Like, I love you. I'll give you whatever you need in, in the world. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to go back here. Although I love him dearly. Make sense? Yeah. Yep. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when, when, wait, were you still married when you would come back to New York to quote unquote visit? I was only married for eight months. Okay. And yes. Okay. <laughs> what, uh, okay, wait, your first husband, like, what made you marry him? Like, what was going on there? I met him in college in volleyball class. And hmm. he wouldn't he wouldn't leave me alone. And he was engaged to somebody else. And we were only friends. Mm. I gave him, it was, it was summer school. So we all, we know, nobody's really doing the work. We're just hanging out. So I gave him my number at the volleyball class as a classmate. I was not checking for him. 
And months and months and months went by. He did not hit me up. And then I saw him when school began again. And he's like, yeah, my engagement is over. I'm ready for you now. And we were only best real best friends for like three years. I wouldn't touch him, wouldn't date him. And then when we finally did date, it was, we dated for probably between seven and nine years around there. And then mm-hmm. that, was in the, that was in New York. Then I moved to L.A. And when I moved to L.A., he followed me, you know, very soap opera style. Like, I've always loved you. Where are you going? <laughs> And he came to L.A. and I'm like, okay, I got caught up in the gesture of, oh, he must really love me. And we eloped in Vegas. And I I divorced him eight months after because I realized we should never have gotten married. It was already over. But but I missed him so much and I got caught up in the, you know, the I should have never let you move to California. Blah, 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 blah. And when we got married, I was kind of like, ooh, I was over him. I didn't realize that. You know what I mean? I was so missing the... Man I, man, I left in New York. Like, you know what it was? Whatever I wanted for him to do when I was in New York, he didn't do it till I was in Cali. Okay. And when, he, and when he finally did it, I was like, oh, finally. I'm sorry I had to pack all my shit and move across the country, but now we can do it. And when we did it, I was kind of like, oh, we should never have done that. I was, hmm. I was already over him. So. But it seems like you, you know when to go you know when to hold them know when to fold them i mean you gave it eight months like i mean after seven to nine years together right like yeah i wouldn't be surprised if you were like and then we were married for a decade you know what i mean because you're already in something and you're just like well we're here i think i'm a runner i think i'm a runner so is that what's happening now are you are you like i don't feel like i have the time anymore to to invest in the guy to see if i don't want to run like, you got to have your shit together somewhat. You don't got to be perfect. You don't got nothing about you has to be okay on paper. It could be mediocre, but it has to be on paper <laughs> something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And while and while this guy here is madly in love with me, I can say that and I feel the same. I, that doesn't mean we're meant to be together. You know what I mean? I do tell him, like, you know what? Love love ain't enough. And he's like, if we, lo- if we have love, what else do we need? And I'm like, oh, so many things. Let me list them for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> And that's where I am now. You know, I'm trying to figure out whether or not I'm settling or if I'm really ready to do this. I would, if I were to be like without editing in my head, I don't want to get married again ever. I want to, I, I wouldn't mind having a, li- a live-in boyfriend, live-in sin forever. Because, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm, my career is finally, like as of a half hour ago, doesn't suck as much in terms of getting work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I'm kind of yeah. like, do I want to get this momentum now and then have to kind of carry this dude you know and so i'm i'm going through a lot in terms of what i deserve versus what i worked for versus what is meant to be blah 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 i mean i definitely understand those those questions i think especially because andy and i've been together now 12 years and certainly the ups and downs in the relationship and how both being creative people like never being at the same spot at the same time and so when you Uh talk about these kind of things around well, things are going to happen, and do I want to carry? I guess the question of sort of like, do you believe you would have to carry this person? Is this a person who would allow you to go yes. off? Okay, well, okay, that answers that. <laughs> that answers that first one. But but that's the thing is, I get, then I feel guilty. Like, he's so supportive. I mean, like, you know, if I go off and somewhere, I'll come back, he'll have a full meal plan, he'll massage me for two hours. He's very nurturing. So it's not like I'm not getting the love that I need nurture-wise yeah. from him. Okay. Well, that's you the thing what I, mean? you, I think you have to ask yourself then. Is yeah. is he filling in other parts or like is the only thing that you, you 
you think is a problem is that you'll have to carry him or is there like is he deficient in other places too does that make sense yeah you know what it is in my mind male or female it's a pleasure to carry someone if they are deserving and if they show you that you do this i'll do that he's very like i'll be somewhere for a week and he'll he's very domestic he likes doing all that crap i'm like i will hire somebody i don't like any of that stuff same so (laughs) same so i love that about him but you know, I guess I get to the point. I'm at the point now. Where I'm like, I, I work so hard. Do I want to just have? Do I want to have that the attitude of he's okay, he cool, oh, you know? Well, but then that's that's different. You know, he's cool. Like, he's great, and also I'm carrying him. Or well, and but keep I in mind back. this the sex is fantastic. Another reason why I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let me keep it real, girl. All right. <laughs> okay but i have a question remember you were like you had said a few minutes back where you're like well love isn't enough you need blank 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 but you didn't specify i would like to know what are the other things you know when you say love isn't enough what are the other things that are required to fit that bill he's not ambitious mm. like he's he's the he's the quintessential chill dude very chill mm. And I remember somebody, somebody, a good friend said, maybe he's never had a reason to work on other stuff because he's, he is American's version of the fine ass black man. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I feel like he's probably been told for his whole life. Well, well I guess when puberty hit that he's hot and you probably won't have to, you know, I don't know this. I don't, but I'm like the way he acts. I'm like, somebody, you've been told, you've been told you're fine way too much. <laughs> I, I, I kind of get that. Like you've been told that you, I've got it going on, and you, and I will, I will do everything you want. Just be my man. I'm like, I'm like, dude. And here's why I really get mad when I try and bring it up and talk to him about it. He always mm-hmm. thinks there's another dude. Like he's mm-hmm. insane. Like, he, like I'm like, why does that? Ha- so I have to want better. And you think you think it's a guy that I want to run to? And I'm like, that kind of understanding is hard for me to deal with. I'm like, it ain't got nothing to do with another person. I can be alone. And a lot of guys like him are like, well, why would you want to be alone? when you got all in and i'm like that's true but still <laughs> you got a good point but whatever <laughs> oh this is oh i understand this feeling like what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me in terms yeah. of and not, i mean this is not about you andy i love you deeply i know where my heart <laughs> is but that feeling, <laughs> but that feeling of like, you know, when you're like, okay, nothing is wrong, but is it right? You know what's funny? And uh, Kim Whitley, we all know who she is, mm-hmm. good friend of mine. I went to her house a few weeks ago, months ago, after not being there for a while because of the pandemic. So I always tell her what's going on in my love life. And she said something that was so funny. I think me and him, he and I, I have no idea which one is the right one. But I think we weren't together at the time. We had like a brief breakup that I initiated, of course. And when I told her, she was like... She's like, what? What you want him to do? Talk to? And I was like, what? But she wasn't joking. Like, she was dead ass. Like, she was like, I've seen him. What you want him to do? Talk to? And I was like, yes, bitch. Yes. I would love, I would love, I want, I want it all. I can't have a f- well endowed and 6'4 and uh, vibrant conversation. I can't. And everyone's like, no, you're a greedy bitch. You can't have all that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know I was asking too much. I didn't know I was being greedy. My bad. You know what I mean? 
before y'all got together, how long had you been single? Like, were you out dating? Do you know what I mean? Like, because I'm trying to oh. think, because like, really, when you say two and a half years, it's like pandemic times that y'all kind of reconnected. But that's part of the problem. We were having a fantasy pandemic wide. We our our dating life began March twelfth, twenty twenty, and that is when the world died. Essentially, oh. yeah, yeah. And I wow. mind you, I I moved back from LA in October, whenever that was, pre pandemic. And he knew I was back, but I was not calling him. I was mm-hmm. like, look, I am back, but I am not back and ready to have all that, too. I got to get back. I still got boxes missing. Like, I'm not ready to go back in, back in that. So when he and I got back together, when all this started, it was really when I brought him to the Stress Factory in Jersey. I had a, a weekend headlining uh, gig there. And the first show on Thursday was when the news broke. And they told the whole world, the show is not happening. We're all going to die. Everybody pack your shit and get out. And that was when the pandemic, you know, that the, the first day announcement. Right. Yeah. And I, I went downstairs to perform and they had that announcement. Came back up to the hotel room. He was in the hotel room laying down half naked. I was like, get your shit. We're going to die. Pack your bags. Let's go. <laughs> and that's when we started dating. Now, mind you, not because we talked about it. He assumed, well, you're back. You called me. I only called him to come with me for that weekend for sex. I was uh-huh. like, look, I'm, I haven't called him back yet because he wants to talk, but I'm not ready to talk. But I'm, of course, ready to fuck. And I called him to come to, to, with me to the club, and he came. And that's only, And from that point on, he assumed, well, I guess we're together now. And I was like, I guess we are. So you might as well. And, I, and it was great. The pandemic was, was, was not realistic, but it was fantastic. I mean, I'm talking about just food and weed and sex and love and it was just <laughs> it was it was the happiest I've ever been besides you know COVID and <laughs> COVID is bad and then so we when as soon as soon as COVID allowed us to have some semblance of normalcy again I got busy and then I noticed his face was kind of like oh shit I told him the whole COVID I'm like look I'm gonna work a lot when I'm allowed to and of course he's like you're a comic you're adorable I'm sure you'll have a show here and there uh-huh. And I'm like, I, and I'm like, no, dude, I'm gone. <laughs> when he let me out, I'm back in these streets again. So he's he's been noticing, like, oh, her career is real. She's busy, but he's not changing with it. I want him to actually change with what he's seeing. He's seeing the momentum, so therefore you have to step your game up also. Yeah. And he's not, and he don't really understand. He's he thinks that everything is cool. We just have to be. we love will conquer all. And I'm like, dude, love almost does nothing. <laughs> it's almost irrelevant these days you know what i mean i love pizza i love i love gucci <laughs> that's easy the other kind of love is hard as fuck <laughs> you know so okay yeah i yeah. see what you're saying yeah. i see what you're saying with the because obviously in my head i've been doing I've been comparing you to us, and of so course. I'm like, uh-huh. but then, but I'm like, well, I'm very ambitious, and I'm doing a lot of stuff too. So, yeah, I don't feel like I'm falling into the same kind of. Oh yeah, no, you're busy. I can't get you to come nowhere with me. <laughs> I can't get you to come for the weekend. You got shit to do. But I know. I love that. But let me tell. Let me tell you what makes him that an example of how it's hard to leave him. If I bring him on the road with me on a road gig, wherever we are in the world. Uh, a good example, Hawaii, a year ago. I had one, a one-nighter. We got to the hotel. He left the hotel, and he does this, every location, he does the same thing. He left the hotel. He was gone for an hour. 
He came back with, with weed, liquor, and pizza. <laughs> Every city we go to, he's a pothead. And I don't mind that. He made me one too, and I'm very happy about it. But wherever we go, he, wherever we go, he can leave me as we arrive. As I put the suitcase down in Hotaro, he's like, look, I'll be right back. And I'm like, at, at, at first I'm like, where is he going? And now I'm like, he is ghetto MacGyver. He can find anything in any city. Now that's a man you want, right? No matter where you are, he can he can get he can come back out of nowhere. There's no store around, ain't no weed guy out front. I don't know where he gets this shit from, but he's very resourceful. You know, I was in a hotel in Vegas. They don't have they don't have microwaves. He would make us a full meal on the iron. What? what? He can make a meal with the iron. You taught me how. Like when he's not with me, I'm like I'll picture him like look. FaceTime. Look, I'm making mac and cheese like you showed me. He's, he's he grew very up during good. World War II. Like, how does he? He grew up. He grew up broke. And when you're broke, uh, you know how to make a meal. So yeah. it's hard to, to be like, I can do without this guy. But then I'm like, do I want to? Sure. <laughs> I've heard of grilled cheese on the on the iron. Well, it's a stove. I, it's a hot plate. Yeah, it's a hot plate. But I mean, let's talk about the like. But to me, when you say that's not ambitious, I think this is a very ambitious person. Someone who can land anywhere and then just get what you need within sixty minutes. I, I mean, know. he's resourceful. He is a resourceful. I, I get. I call him Ghetto MacGyver, and he deserves the title. I'm about to get him a T-shirt. Ghetto MacGyver. He's very good at <laughs> making sure that we are okay no matter where we are, and that's great. But that's when we travel. You yeah. know what I mean? And and that was when tickets were two hundred dollars. <laughs> right, <laughs> he ain't going nowhere with me until this shit changes on the air on the airline. Right, expensive. Yeah. On, on, I don't need your company. I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you want him to turn this into a business. You want him to like turn <laughs> this into a thing where like no matter what city someone's in, he's he's confined. He can like recommend where to get whatever. Yeah, and and then I also feel I feel surprised that I I kind of, and I know this goes back to I can fix him, which you really shouldn't. But I still have that mentality. But he's someone who's he's from New York. He didn't have a driver's license. And, you know, and I'm in L.A. If, you, if you're a man with no license, no car, I don't want to talk to you. But in New York, <laughs> it's, nor, it's, nor, it's normal not to have a car out here. Right. But because, I, because I'm a car girl from Cali, I'm like, well, I have a car and I live in it. So if you want to be my man, you got to get a license and a car. So he recently, he just took the four-hour class to get his license. And I'm proud. Yeah. Because maybe, because he might have needed somebody to give him motivation to do shit like that. Right. So you see how I'm confused? On Monday, it's like, I want to marry this guy twice. On Tuesday, why can't he do shit for himself? I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, it does feel to me, too, though, like it's also the, gr not growing pains, but sort of like, as you said, you started out in a, in the vacuum, the love bubble of the pandemic. Now things yeah. are opening up, and I think we're all kind of being like, okay, what who now? am I? What do I do? What does it look like to do stuff? Because we all got a good year off of living if we wanted it. A solid year. Solid. Maybe solid. more, depending on when you got vaxxed. Okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you could just really not have done stuff. And so, you know, now not only is it, okay, the world's opening back up, but now it's opening back up and it's like, he's like, oh, I have a woman I need to be providing for, not financially provide but you know what i mean like i know what you doing mean. Yeah. forward it's like okay so now yeah. what does it look up to step up in a new way when you haven't had to that's what i've been while? that's what that's what i've been telling him i'm like you have to get your shit together and his mind is like what we are fine but i'm like and i don't think he's had a woman in his life who's been like this not demanding but like required him to 
Except for shut up. They're, they're neighborhood chicks, but I'm like, <laughs> dude, with, with me, I don't, I'm not above anyone, but I work a lot. So I, I expect something. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And he, when he's, when he's accommodating, he's wonderful, but when he's, I, I, he doesn't see it. Or maybe he doesn't want, maybe, uh, maybe he doesn't have the confidence or he, he's old and he feels like it's, it's too late to try. I don't know what it is, but I don't want to have to do all this. Like, right. But I also, I also don't want to have grasses greener syndrome. Cause that's easy right. to be like, I don't want to leave him. Be like, I'm gonna go get somebody with a car and a fat job and be out there like, there's nobody out here, y'all. Why y'all make me leave him? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what to do. Oh, you yep. knew, y'all knew there wasn't nobody out here. Y'all let me leave a good old man. Well, that's what well, I'm. That's what I'm likely to say. I'm like, okay, honey, don't go be single. It, but at the same time, you know, if that nagging is so much so that it gets in the way, it's like. But you know, it was a nagging at you like that. You know, Joyelle. Yeah. yeah. Well, Joyelle's here in New York, and when she met um him, she pulled me aside. She's like, "Jackie, you made it out." And I'm like, <laughs> "Out of what?" And she just meant she just meant these streets. You know, trying to find someone and dating comic you shouldn't be dating and just whatever. Just just, just the the uh the treadmill of going nowhere when it comes to that. She's like, she's like, Jackie, you made it out. And I, to this day, I remember because she was so serious. She like, grabbed me by my shirt. She's like, you made it out. And I was like, why are you so intense right now? But she, meant, and that, but I knew what she meant. You know, yeah. she was like, because in, in her mind and ours and y'all's, like, part of the reason why I'm somewhat, somewhat content, that part of my life, I need for it to not be complicated. Because once again, a half hour ago, my career started to matter. I don't, I don't have a time, I don't have the time to, to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then now, like, I was part of why I like having a boyfriend now in the last couple of years, because this job doesn't, this job is too difficult to date. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going on no dating apps. Like, I don't, I don't, I like, I like to have the man part settled. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the peanut butter on the jar. You know, it's there. <laughs> I don't want it every day, but I love peanut butter. You know, that's how I am when it comes to men. I just don't want to put that effort like I have been my whole life. Mm-hmm. I want to put it into me now. But when I get a man who's like, well, you're not going to be able to because I need help. <laughs> so it's just yeah. a matter of, at this point, this is what I have to do. I either have to take a, a, a set of dice and be like, marry him or don't marry him or shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I am. That That's where I am now. Is this a pattern? Like, has this happened throughout your entire life with men? No. I'm very my 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 uh dating history is quite positive. Like even even though the guys I've had just you know a fool around fling thing with we're, we're still friends we still cool. I don't have any horror stories. If I've been cheated on, I don't know. I didn't find out about it. You know, so I don't really have a bad history with men. Uh-huh. Oh well, no. If I were to get therapy on you, it, there might be a pattern in that I do tend to seek out men who need emotional support and guidance un- unknowingly mm-hmm. like i think i think i'm sane and i attract men who are a little bit nuts <laughs> do that make sense and of course we all have crazy in us but i truthfully believe put my hand on the bible that i am normal <laughs> <laughs> and i think men sense i think men sense that and they and i and i have had many a boyfriend who emotionally unstable they don't know how to handle conflict they have a deep dark thing that it didn't tell me about till later but nothing bad in terms of how i've been treated the guys mm-hmm. that i've dated and, I, and they dated loosely 
you, you, all of your assholes have been quite good to me. <laughs> <laughs> you even didn't last long. You didn't spend any money. You were still cool. They know. Yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it what it sounds like, though, I get from all of this, because as you said, you've been trying to have conversations like you're a, you seem to be a direct person, right? Whatever yeah. you're kind of feeling, you're like, this is what's up. Were you always that way? Or did that kind of come with, you know, doing stand up or getting more confident or like, you know, was that any of it? I think it's stand up. I think stand up because prior to stand up, I wasn't a very, uh, I don't like talking contrary to how it may seem. I love performing, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't like speaking about myself. Like I have a therapist. I just made a sketch. I just made an appointment with her. I have not seen her since May. I don't like talking about myself. I like I love performing and I love injecting funny when I get paid to whatever it's uh, whatever project. <laughs> but when but when it comes to just Jackie, tell us about you. I'm just like I would really rather die. Yeah, okay. So 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 a podcast is really my only opportunity to be like to get these shit out of my you know. <laughs> Although otherwise it's, it's fest- it becomes a nice festering healthy ulcer right, like you know right yeah. down here. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what kind of law so did you stand practice? up? I didn't. I have a law degree. I didn't take the bar. Oh, you didn't. Okay. So, so when I so when I got the degree, I got jobs as working for lawyers and working with lawyers without having to take, take the test. So, I'm not licensed to do anything. Because <laughs> I had this, I I I built this picture in my head of you as like uh like uh, a trial lawyer, like walking around with suspenders, you know, like, <laughs> your thumbs under your suspenders, and like that's the reason I went to law school. I went to law school because I had seen so much of that legal on TV. And Law and Order, and guess what? The real world is not Law and Order. <laughs> I, I thought I was gonna wear cute tight suits and fuck the judge. None of that. None of that, was gonna happen. that is not, not even, the real legal world. Not even once. No, they don't. They don't. They don't want you. Hit, they don't want you to flirt with them at all. It's weird. <laughs> they get mad. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Judge. Can we have a sidebar? Okay. <laughs> very Ally McBeal. Very Ally McBeal. Yes. Oh my God, I miss Ally McBeal. Remember, remember how short her skirts were? Yes. Yes. It was like labia. Like it was like this. It was like this close to the labia. <laughs> and I would and I, and I would look for it because I'm like it's gonna pop out now. I want to see it now. It would never pop out. So she was very good keeping that short skirt covering the, the essentials. The essentials, absolutely. That's <laughs> part of my problem, Naomi. I'm very direct, and he's not good at he's not good at the convo. I said that's part of the reason why we can't uh, grow because when I want to talk about it, he gets all like ah, ah. So if I were to really end it, that would be why. Because if we can't talk about anything. Then we can't be together. Yeah, that's my yeah. deal breaker. That's it. That's yeah. the deal breaker for me. Yeah. What if? Uh, mm-hmm. What if uh, you tricked him into going to therapy? I did say to him that we need couples therapy, and he said he's willing to go. And oh. okay, and he said, uh, "Okay." Then I, but then I, but then I gotta find the therapist. I have to do everything. Oh well, no. I think you would have to do that, and also, Jackie, you want to do that because you want to find someone who agrees with you at all times. Okay? No, <laughs> do not listen. Do not listen to Naomi. There's been like a running joke I mean, where a lot of guys I know, comics, they've been going to couples therapy for their for their relationships, and some of them are so happy because it's, it's their one chance to have someone be on their side. <laughs> and that, that is the wrong reason to go to therapy, by the way. <laughs> to prove you're right, you're still getting it wrong. <laughs> but he needs it. He needs, yes, he needs for sure. He, 
he has no exposure to anything in the Western world that's helpful. So that's what he needs. <laughs> he needs everything. Well, I think you should give it a try. But I think though, maybe you maybe you postpone November. I do think that too. And he's so excited about getting married. It's so corny. <laughs> Has he been married before? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Naomi, what are you doing getting in the middle of this? Because he <laughs> she postpones November and he hears this. He's gonna blame you. Is he gonna hear this, Jack? He's not gonna he's not he's not gonna hear it. I ain't gonna tell him, so he's not gonna hear <laughs> He's gonna be like, Why did Naomi and Paragon get in the middle of my relationship? <laughs> if I had to find like one reason to stay with him, he is not on social media. Does not care about this stuff. That's beautiful. And that okay. that's a that is a real turn on. That's a blowjob right there. That is very hot. That is very hot. <laughs> he just got on Facebook and he does not doesn't understand anything about it. Clueless. I'm like, good. We love that though. And also I I'm trying it. to help him, okay? I'm actually saying a postponement might help him out in the long run. Uh-huh. Okay? Yes. Because if Jackie got a four months is not that long, okay? No, I'm that's around the corner. And I'm helping him yeah. out. So let the because he show. Re- because he's very excited about getting married, and I think Loki, he wants to be saved. And that's okay. You know? Mm-hmm. If I have the money, I'll save you, but you have a job to do, too. Uh-huh. Yes. Naomi, I'm well, just trying I'll to protect it. you from, like, one day going downstairs to walk Mabel, and there's just some dude sitting on the <laughs> being like, hey, <laughs> hey, you Naomi? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm <ooh." laughs> Like, he's holding up his phone, like, with your name Googled. I know, but you know what it is? I look so busted when I'm out walking the dog. You might not recognize me. So, okay, okay. You know what? I think it's time for us to answer some other people's questions. Okay, help my them bad. Scare you. Because, no, 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 no. This was good, no, no, Jackie. This was good. This but I think good. this could also help us all because okay. we can clarify okay. right. when we hear okay. other people's darkness. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after this. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. with Jackie Fabulous Handy, and we are going to help you handle your scandal. Um, as always, we get DMs. 
We get emails at CouplesTherapyPod at gmail.com. We get voicemails, Hetty. You can call us at 323-524-7839. You have got to keep your messages to under three minutes or else you will get cut off and then we can't help you. All right, ready? <laughs> Hi, Andy and Naomi and guest. Um, love y'all. Love the pod. I have a question. Um, me and my girlfriend are both in grad school, which is obviously extremely stressful during COVID. Um and just generally stressful. In addition to that, uh, my girlfriend also has um, some mental illness like depression, anxiety, stuff like that, which she's uh, medicated for. But, you know, that is kind of a fluid thing. It comes and goes of waves of when things are good versus bad, when she can get a refill on her meds because the healthcare system in the United States is fucked up garbage. But anyway, um Something we've kind of run into recently is that we're struggling when we're both super stressed out, like how to support each other. Like this week, um, we had a lot of things due and a lot of commitments and like I really wanted her support, but she had like absolutely no fucking energy and I, I know this is my problem, but I kind of like took on her low energy and got it made me more anxious because I wanted her to have more energy for me to celebrate an achievement than I had like and we're talking about it because we're lesbians um we love to process but I'm kind of curious like what are some good strategies for like is there just no hope when you're both stressed out you just got to take care of yourself which is you know maybe the answer how can you acknowledge that neither of you has enough capacity to be the full supportive partner, but still make things special. Acknowledge that, try to be there for each other. Um, any advice would be awesome. Thanks so much. Okay. How do you support your partner when you're stressed yourself? Naomi? Well, I thought the reason why I wanted to an- I wanted to put this one first, because I think it does kind of tie into some of the things we're talking about with Jackie about these, uh, you know, you're not talking uh-huh. about being stressed, but you're certainly talking about being busy and how like yes. if you're busy and doing your own thing. You're like, I can't take care of somebody else. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And I yeah. think it's the same thing, you know, being stressed. They're both in grad school, both trying to like get it all done. But then you still want your partner to like love up on you and make you feel better. Yeah. You know, but I, I think like, I don't know, instead of throwing to me, actually, I would throw to you, Andy, because I'm the one who tends to get more stressed or rather you're more self-sufficient. I think like you don't need as much positive reinforcement as I do. <laughs> I do. I just, um, I just don't get it. <laughs> oh my God. Jackie. <laughs> what? I don't what? need that. I do. I do need a lot of stuff, what? but I think I've just become. I'm like. I'm like more. I am self sufficient, so like I can go on without it. But like, I love when you hug me. When you give me a little hug, okay, just like that. But like, sometimes you're like, you know, not there, like not able to. So. But do you use your words and tell me? But like, if you're like, you know, not feeling good, you know, for whatever reason, like, I. Th- I go like this is the thing that I think of. Okay, it's like the, in any relationship at any time, right? 
one of you is doing well, both of you are doing well, or both of you are not doing well, right? Yeah. For whatever reason. Like, the, I mean, the world's kind of shit. So, you know, th- you don't really need much of a reason at this point, right? <laughs> okay. Who's doing the best? That person supports the other person, right? And then you make the other person uh, priority over, like, dumb shit, right? What do you mean? Okay. Let's say, uh, let's say there's a day where, like, you're not feeling well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will. And uh, and the choice is uh, read a comic book or do something that might make you feel better. Mm-hmm. I do something that might make you feel better over reading a comic book. I right? see what see, you're saying. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. And I think and I feel that that is the best use of my time. I prioritize you over dumb stuff. Right. And I make you as equal as, say, uh, like important stuff in the house, things mm-hmm. like that, right? Meaning to tend to me, right? If right. I'm, if I'm to, not in the yes, mood, right? I see what you're and saying. And then there's certain just things that you are just um, like things that have to get done for whatever. Like if I have a deadline or I have a writing thing or whatever, and I just have to do that. And then it's just it's just figuring out how to apportion out your energy to that stuff. Hmm. Does that make sense? Kind if of? you're both stressed. Then it's, I think it's about kind of like cutting the other person some slack and being empathetic towards them and being like, okay, they can't be there for me now, but they're there for me when they can. And that's what's important. Yes. Jackie, I turn to you now. I think when you're a couple, like an example that comes to mind is when I, like, let's say he and I both come, he comes with me to one of my shows. And in New York, I'll, I'll easily have like five shows in one night. And we'll go back to his house. And while I'm energized, but I'm still tired, I just, I just finished working, I want to go to bed. But he's wired. You know, he's been hanging out, drinking, you know, and we get back home. He's like, all right, action. <laughs> and I've been, I've, I have said to him when he's reached out, you know, to grab a titty or whatever, I'm like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, I, I always say, I want to take a nap. And that's our code for him, for me to tell him tomorrow. Like, in the morning, I got you. But tonight... <laughs> So I say you may have to make appointments. Like you may have to tell your partner, like, look, I, I want to be there for you, but I mentally and emotionally, I cannot, but let's make an appointment to do whatever you have to schedule. It, I think yeah. otherwise you will, otherwise you will postpone and it'll be four months. You haven't had sex. It'll be a year and a half. It goes by quick. Yeah. So if you, if you want to give and they want to give and both of you are like, I don't think I can, that you have to make an appointment. And more importantly, you have to keep the appointment. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying do things you don't want to do, but sometimes take one for the team. Yes. <laughs> Consensu- consensually and lovingly. But every now and then you have to be like, look, I'm really tired. I'm, I'll just turn around and you go ahead and do your thing. And when you're done, just let me know. <laughs> every now and then, and, you, and mind you, I'm not going to stay asleep the whole time, but it is more like, go ahead, you go ahead, you know, I, we know how to do it and I don't have to do too much. <laughs> because because I'm 5'4 and he's 6'4. So he can, he can just, you know, take care of business and I'll be like, all right, that was great. You ready to go to bed now? <laughs> so you have, to, you have to make the appointment, but more importantly, whether it's sex or coffee in the morning, you know, lunch together, you have to keep the date. Make an appointment mm-hmm. and you have to keep it. Even if you don't feel like it, because everything is not going to be what you want to do. Right, right. You know? I think I think I totally agree with that. I think it's also like, for instance, there are also ways you can be there for somebody even when you don't have the bandwidth. Like you can always like give someone a hug 
or give someone a kiss yep. or, you know, you got to eat too, right? So, or like meaning versus like, you know, when you're really busy and you're working, and you're like, I don't want to cook, but I'm going to get some, I'm going to order something, whatever. I'll order you something. I do that like where I'm like, okay, I know what the All food the you likes and I'll have it. And it's like, that's a way you can be like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'll sp- I got you. Yeah. Even if you're like, I'm studying right now, but I got you dinner because I got me dinner or I'm coming by to see what you're doing. There's small ways you can do it even when oh, yeah. you're in your yeah. own head. And this is this is going to sound a little crazy, but like um, no, when the other person's like stressed or there's something like a hug from you at your lowest moment means so much more than like whatever some grand gesture at your highest moment does that Mm. make sense yes it does that's very sweet (laughs) because you know uh you know that i've got nothing left yes but i've got this i've got you (laughs) yeah and i said come into my arms he feels he feels the sacrifice and and he appreciates that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i think that's it i think it's whatever level you're both at if if there's something meaningful whatever is most meaningful at that moment then the yes. other person has to recognize that. Yes. That that is like yes. a meaningful gesture at that moment. Yes. You know, my moment, he he loves to make me tea. Yeah. He makes me tea all day long. I'm pissing tea because of him. He's <laughs> a tea making fool. But I know what I but I know what that means. I know that mm-hmm. that's his way of being like you don't want to have sex. I get it. You don't want to watch my ridiculous movies. I get it. You you want to go to bed? Well, I'll make you some tea, mm-hmm. and that's a very that's easy to make two cups of tea or coffee all day long. Yeah, and that's a very consistent gesture that I realize that it means a lot to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I also think leaving someone notes, like if, because I certainly know there are times, like for instance, if they're I'm again I'm thinking of them as two grad students where it's like we're both studying or we're both whatever. You can always like leave a note on your partner's computer, like you know, write a little something, just being like, mm-hmm. "You got this, babe." Uh, oh. I'll talk to you at nine. I'll talk to you tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, you yeah. got this. And just like, and then you both kind of leave each other. You don't have to have a call. Like, you can do that while the other person in the bathroom. And it's just like uh-huh. letting them know you are thinking of them and you see them, even if you cannot be all up on them mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah. I think you that's know, another one, way. If I had to like list the things that he does that will make him the perfect partner, whenever it's time, like we're casual marijuana smokers. He will always roll me a joint before he leaves so that I have it while he's gone. He'll roll me a joint to, he'll roll me a joint to bring with me to shows, put it in my purse. Like he, like consistently small and kind of small. I mean, you know what I mean? No, Things of course, yeah. That, that, re- that remind me that this guy's like, I want you to be comfortable. Yep. Yep. And when I, when I'm in my room thinking, I can't do with this guy anymore. Those are what I, re- that's what I remember. The small right. gestures. Mm-hmm. From somebody, some from someone who is financially um, challenged mm-hmm. or that's what's the word financially modest. That's okay. what he does outside of money. I know guys that I dated who had money; they would never make me coffee all day long. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm like those kind of things you have to notice, and that that keeps you together. It's the, true. The small thing keep you together for years. Not, not the big thing. It's a small thing. It's so true. It's so uh-huh. true. Like that is the difference between yep. growing old with somebody and not quite honestly. Because even people with money, you know, depending on how they use it, just because, first of all, so many people who have money are stingy as hell. Okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's step one. Uh-huh. And yeah. then so, sometimes when people are, you know, they throw it around and they use it, but they'll use it, you know, 
perhaps instead of having a conversation or instead of like words of kindness or instead of, you know, showing up for you. Right. Like it's you know, yep. flip sides to all of it. Yeah. So, you know, it's so true. And I think, yeah, with this person calling, it's like, yeah, it's about the little things and doing those things that, you know, whatever you can do in those moments, even when you're stressed that, you know, uh-huh. basically, just, and as you said, you're joking. You're like, we're lesbians. We have to process. But it's like, you just, it sounds like you also just like, one another other person is thinking about you and yeah. is like yeah see you so yeah. it doesn't have to be a lot i still have a note no. that you wrote me i think like when i was Aww. i got a show at ucb like a monthly show at ucb and from the first one that i hosted i still have the note that you wrote that you left me on the desk so. oh my god i used to be so good <laughs> i was so good hilarious i used to be so good <laughs> I used to be attentive. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one? Okay. This one, it comes to us from Gmail. Uh, from, uh, they've called themselves Potential High Roller Widow. Okay. okay. All right. Dear Naomi and Andy and featured guest, going to try to keep this short and sweet. It's recently come to my attention that my husband would tip $100. And then, quote, maybe $500 at most, he said, to a casino dealer if he were to hypothetically win $125,000 at a blackjack tourney. I'm no numbers cruncher, but let's do the quick math on this. $5,000 is still only 4% of $125,000. And I've been informed that $5,000 would be the minimum acceptable tip to the dealer. Apparently, someone did this at a Las Vegas tourney, and the dude got booed as he slinked away. So the remaining players at the table chipped in to give the dealer $5,000. Ouch. Ah. Now, my dear friends, I've been married to this man for nearly two decades, and him being quote-unquote cheap isn't new to me. Doesn't seem like there's a quote. There should be a quote around that. (laughs) Just cheap. Uh, No quotes. uh, But this is hard. Dare (laughs) I say asshole-ish stance on... Basically, stiffing the dealer really sticks in my craw. I'm not saying I'd divorce him over it, but I can't stop thinking how he would choose to stiff the laborer in this scenario. He Mm. refuses to see the dealer as a laborer and even says cards are often shuffled and dealt via computer nowadays. (laughs) What? Irrelevant information. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love he's just adding whatever he can. Exactly. He's like, well, well, uh, sometimes the computer you know, like it's uh, uh, Las Vegas is running hydropower and not on gas power. Because I play poker and he's full of shit. Mm -hmm. Okay, we love that we have Uh a we have a professional here. Am I wrong for thinking less of my husband for being a cheapskate in this totally hypothetical scenario? Signed, potential Ah. widow. Hypothetically, I, of course. And then, P.S., I love have, you both with all my heart. Thank you for all the good you put out in this crazy, fucked-up world. Here, here, here's my example. Mm-hmm. My last my last boyfriend before this guy was a... He is still a pro poker player. Oh. He taught me how to play poker. We would go to the Commerce Casino in L.A. That was our spot. And we'd play together. We played in a tournament together. He... Not a tournament. Uh, they have a jackpot where if you get a certain whatever card, you win a big amount of money, the table can, the whole table can share. And he hit the jackpot. I think he won between fifteen and $20,000. And the shares for everyone at the table, my share was three grand. So I get my share, I earned it. He, he, uh, his share was between fifteen and 20 grand around there. And of course, I'm like, well, he's probably going to break me off a little something, something. Even though, even though I got broken off 
by the rules of the jackpot, not because of him. Mm-hmm. So I'm so I'm like, are you gonna give me? He gave me a, he gave me a G. Like, okay, here you mm-hmm. go. I expected more than that. Not to break me off where I go home with more than him, but mm-hmm. he, if he's going home with fourteen grand, I'm going home with three. You could break me off. I don't know three. I feel less. <laughs> so I feel less. Le, le, more. I, I don't feel less than you completely. Long story short, to this day that still bothers me. I didn't tell him. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't tell him about it. We broke up years ago, but that was one of the things that when it happened, you put a pin in it to be like, this might be a problem, might not. And he wasn't a cheap man. He was a very generous dude. But that gesture in front of everyone, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, dude, your girl is sitting here with you. So break her off, even if you have to fake it. But he didn't. (laughs) He didn't. So and then I had a date with a guy where he was he paid for the dinner, but he requested I pay the tip. And mind you, I didn't stop seeing him after that, but I let him know that night, if you don't pay the whole tip, I don't, and that's going to be corny, I don't want to see your tip. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, if you don't pay this tip, it's over. So I get how she, I don't know what the right answer is because you have to decide how much something bothers you. Does mm-hmm. it bother you enough to be like, motherfucker, how could you? Or does it bother you enough to let, let it fester and bring it up way later? Like how much does it bother you? How if, if it's really important to you, that has to be valid. You can't ignore that your 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 gut and your heart's like this doesn't feel right. You can't ignore that. Yeah. But but do you but do you make it a big deal and end it? Right. Someone not tipping really bugs me. I yes. I worked one summer at an off track betting place. I was a clerk, and I was still I was young. Uh, I'm gonna say I was dumb in this uh, scenario that I'm gonna tell you. First of all, like when you know if you hit it big, usually you tip the clerk. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like a nice thing you do. Okay. And, um, when there's a lot of, as the night goes on, so basically off track betting, they're showing horse races from all around the country. Mm-hmm. Right. And as the night goes on, there's fewer and fewer races. Cause you're at that time, you're just like, there's a handful of places open in like California and right, Washington. Right. And, uh, there's all this time in between races and you're just sitting there and I'm not allowed to read the guy to, uh, the, my manager, like. Uh, I had a book sometimes open on the chair next to me <laughs> with the back of the chair blocking the camera yep. so that I could read. Yeah. And I would just glance down at the book. <laughs> it's so boring, but you right. have to sit there just in case some like degenerate comes up and like screaming at you and being like, ah, I need a trifecta three, seven over 12 or whatever. <laughs> like, like quick need it. I need it now. Um, but like, this one night I was just so bored. I was just run- like people just throw their tickets on when they like lose. They just yeah. throw them on the counter. And I was yeah. just running tickets through the machine and one hit for hundreds of dollars. And the guy who had just dropped the ticket just walked out. And instead of just keeping the money for myself, which is what I should have done. Uh-huh. I told my friend who was the guard. I go, okay, hey, get that guy. His ticket just just hit. So sweet. So sweet. Mm, the so guy su- comes in. He's like, oh, God, thank you. I've been losing all night. I give him his money. He gives me no tip. Oh, oh. no tip. This guy would have had nothing if it wasn't. And I blame my parents for raising me well, for <laughs> raising me to be an ethical person. If I was still a clerk today, I would never have done that. I would have yeah. pocketed that money for myself and been like, so Nice guy, finish live. You forgot the room, man. Exactly. Well, well, I first of all, no, him not giving you a tip. No, when literally he would have had zero, not just because, you know, you literally like go get him. I have money for you. In that instance, you were Santa Claus. Okay, you were work. You were a miracle worker. So so like the idea of not tipping is is I'm not saying 
divorce this guy. Of course. But I, I <laughs> but I am saying that like you need to you need to have a talk <laughs> with a pin in with him. But yeah. but here's the thing though. First of all, there are two things in this. One, she's saying this is hypothetical. Two, Mm-mm. I she's know she's saying hypothetical in quotes. Oh, this is oh, that's the one part. That's the one part that's in quotes. Oh, that's but then also, okay. but also, she's like, him being a cheapskate is nothing new to me. Oh. Now, right? So that's the first. And then the other, she's like, I have a, tr- I have trouble with him not viewing the dealer as a laborer in this scenario. Mm-hmm. I oh. think to me, that's also part of it. It's not simply that this person's it, cheap, which you already knew, but it's almost, it's like he doesn't understand. Ignorance. Yeah, and like that kind of, just like, well, well, computers do it sometimes. It's like, you know what oh. it is to be sitting in a casino all damn day dealing cards. It is fucking like. There's no windows. Yeah, it's like a slave. There's labor. no clocks around. It's, it's like, <laughs> he's making excuses. That's why. He's, he's an asshole making excuses. Yeah. And I think that to me is almost what's underneath it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not just the money of it all, but it's like the asshole making excuses part of it. That, that's the like, part I don't, that I think she, uh, I don't think they don't like. Like every now and then we don't have cash to tip. So it may, you may not have it. That's making you an asshole. But when you're like, I don't tip, then you're an asshole. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. I sweat. If I, if I realize I'm in a tipping <laughs> situation and I like, I, and it's not like I can like use a card or something and I don't have cash. I mean, I start sweating and trying to like strategy. Yeah. It's like, sad. Where yeah. can I get money? From I know. Like, or I'm like, do you have a Venmo? Yeah. <laughs> it really like, I panic or like it's sometimes like Naomi and I will find ourselves in like a she-she kind of um, scenario. And I'm like, I like. Oh, I, I was going to ask Jackie because Jackie may know this because you've lived in the so long. What? Okay. How much do you tip the valet? Uh, usually $2. I yeah. don't do more than two bucks. A few bucks. Okay. Because but sometimes it'll be a she-she kind of thing where I'm just like, it should be more, shouldn't it? And I'm like, $10? Like, what is it? In no, like but a- it's 10 no. <laughs> it ain't like in a, like a... It depends. A, no, but let me no, let me tell you what I'm thinking of. Because Andy will ask, because he's he's very like, he's like, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to seem out of place. Because I think that's the other thing, too. You know, so much of the tipping can also be like a clue as to like whether you belong in a place or not. You know, like if okay. you know what to do or not. And you're like, well, how much? And so he'll be like, well, how much should I tip? And people, they go, whatever, whatever. And it's like, No. Give me a number. <laughs> I want a number. No, we need rules. I I, I, st- I standardly tip twenty percent every week. Yes, yes. That's that's my standard. And, yeah. and you don't notice it. it; doesn't hurt me at all. Right. But sure. but when it comes, but, but if I'm around people who have money, which can happen in L.A., I kind of watch what they do, and then I'll mm-hmm. I follow them. Like like I like Russell Peters. I have been out with him, and I've watched. He's a very heavy tipper. Mm-hmm. I do not have his money, <laughs> but I do try and tip the way somebody who works a lot would tip yes because i because i because it, it comes back to you karma yeah so my fr- my friends who have the careers that i aspire to be like i kind of like i would tip the way he tips because clearly it's worked out for him right the karma <laughs> the karma yeah yeah which is also what i think of somebody who won one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars at the table talk about yes. the, it's like you better be breaking off 10 grand because you sat there and, like, had fun, right? If you were someone who likes yes. to gamble, you've probably, like, it's a night for you. It's an event. So you've yeah. not only won, but you've had the joy of doing the thing that leads to the winning. That person yes. dealing your cause don't want to be there. You've won. <laughs> no. You've and won in one so night happy. a rich person's salary in one yes. night. Give that back to someone. Exactly. And, 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 they're, and they're so happy when you tip them to the dealers. They're so appreciative. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's what's sad, too. That's very sad. Well, I think it's not. Look, if I was working all day and then $10,000 came to me out of nowhere, do they get to keep it all? 
or does something terrible happen when they get to the back room? No, you can. You have to. It. You have. You got. You got to report it tax wise, but nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but mean, no one. They don't like the um the. There, 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 are, there are risks. Like there are. There has been a time where I've played and won a couple hundred, and I'm alone. I'll go to the valet, and there'll be the random dude, just like, "Hey, you need help?" And I'm like, "Not at all." I'm yeah. Fine. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And, 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 that, and that's and that's scary. Every now yep. and then you'll you'll request, "Hey, security, walk me out to my car." Yeah. Because all these men want to chit chat. Yeah. Not for the not for the right reasons. So you do that when you win money. You do have to be cognizant of the fact that you yeah. have, you know, they all saw you win cash. Yep. Be careful. Yep, yep, yep. You know. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I don't mean to brag, but I won $22 playing <laughs> poker. Oh, with some, fri- some friends of mine over the pandemic. Online, <laughs> did, you so. feel, did you feel? Did you feel in danger at all? <laughs> <laughs> I asked Naomi to walk me from the computer to the, <laughs> to the, to the TV. <laughs> um, Jackie, do you have time for one more? Of course. Okay, awesome. All right, let's end with this one. Hey, Andy and Naomi. I don't know if you remember me, but this is Olivia from Colorado. Long-time listener and a repeat caller here. Um, so I have kind of like a update question hybrid, and I'll be understand uh if this puts me at the back of the line since I have called before and, you know, there's lots of people who need their scandal handled. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the update is, like, after calling, gosh, I guess last year and getting really great advice from you guys and um, from Ricky, I did get back out there. I did sort of, like, break the dry spell, gave someone for, like, a couple months turned out to be, you know, kind of a disappointment as many men tend to be. So my question I think is relevant for me trying to get back out there, trying to not just, you know, give up hope and plummet into an abyss of finding people perpetually disappointing. And the question is, in these early stages, how do you tell the difference between things about people that are like, eh, you know, not ideal, but nobody's perfect? Uh, and like, you know, don't be picky, Olivia. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's whatever. It's not ideal, but no one's perfect. And those things that are like actual deal breakers i guess it's like distinguishing between a red flag and a pink flag if you will i was listening to an episode a little while ago where someone called in with an update and and she said she was like just remember to trust your gut trust your intuition you know trust your your instinct but what if your instinct about people is to be sort of judgmental you know what i mean like if i just gave into that i would be out here being like ugh you suck and you suck and you suck and you suck. And I just don't think that positions me well to find someone to explore a connection with. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, my anyway, God. That's my question. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Uh, wish you were my friends in real life. Uh, if you want to come to Colorado and be my friends, that would make my whole life. Okay, that's my three minutes. Bye. Love you. Okay, but I think, though, you can relate to this, though, because you said you were like, you know, I'm less enthused by men as time goes on. And this yes. person talking about dating where it's like, you know, go with your gut. But when your gut says basically everyone's trash, 
which I think we could all mm-hmm. get behind. Yeah. How do you, how do you sort it out? Cause I get that because I also, also get, you know, not wanting to be played. Like, you know, I get like cutting people off quickly. Cause you're like, I don't know if I want to even deal with whatever the hell this going to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, not only are some people, um, what's well, not just shy, but like slow to open up. Uh, people are also like, you know, we're all coming out of hiding like just golems in a cave and don't yeah. know how to act no more. <laughs> so dating takes a minute. You know, like I think yeah. y- you do have to give people some benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, it is tricky, you know, between being like a well, little what too are we, forgiving. What are we talking about here? Like, Jack, have you ever dated someone where like there was something kind of wrong, but you're like, I'll give it a chance, but then it blossomed into something very wrong? Or something very right. Uh, yeah, I think uh, my last boyfriend, everything about him was wonderful, but he didn't want to take care of something that was really a big deal in his life physically. And I wanted to work with him. It was it was all weight related. And I'm mm-hmm. like, look, we both chubsters. Let's go on diets together. Do And he was so like, I got it. I know what to do. He wanted the quick fixes. And in the beginning, I'm like, okay, well, being sensitive about your body and your weight is very universal. I get that. Mm-hmm. But the longer we dated, the more I'm like, it's serious. Like it's affecting our sex life, our romantic life, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to do everything. I'm t- whatever I'm asking you to do, I'm willing to do it with you. And that still didn't persuade him to work it out. So I had to be like, okay, I gotta. I don't. I can't make you want better for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dating is dating is so difficult if you put a lot of weight on it. Mm-hmm. Dating is almost impossible if you go on every day. Like, will this be the one? Please, Jesus. And I think I, what I keep telling my girlfriends who are single, the ones who care to get my advice, we have to chill. I think mm-hmm. I think going out on every date with this might be the one. Now, don't get, get that confused. I have girlfriends who get mad. They're like, Jackie, I will only date with intention. Mm-hmm. I will only date if a man wants to see what we could be like in the future marriage-wise. Mm-hmm. I, get, mm-hmm. I get having a purpose, but... When you put that on every interaction, male or female, the the person can sense it. They can kind of feel like, and the best in them does not come out. I think I think when you go out on any kind of gathering and you chill and you relax and you realize this is a fun environment, we're gonna have a good time. Whatever happens will happen. But when you have all the expectations like she does, you know, I think it makes everything destined to be like this. Yeah, you have to chill. When you chill. You attract men. I have found that the more I've, in the last couple of years, whenever I've been like, look, I, this dating thing is a lot. All these men are garbage. When I let go of that and stop dating, like, I gotta find someone. When I stopped looking, they were, they came out of nowhere. Cause mm-hmm. the look on my face is that look of, hey, I'm just chilling, having fun. And men are, are drawn to that. Mm-hmm. But I, but I find if you're the woman that's like, I gotta be the guy. Why are you all trash? Where are you at? Please take me out. Why isn't this working out? I feel like men can send... Men are not dumb. They're simple, but they're not dumb. <laughs> and, 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 they, and they can smell thirst. I think men can smell thirst. Mm-hmm. And this, I gave, this is what I gave, a great analogy. To the women who are looking for guys, you have to do something. You have to make yourself attractive, interesting, be in their way. It's like going hunting. When people want to go hunting, you have to go to, uh, to a, a particular place you have to wear an outfit certain time of day. You got to have the equipment. You have to put it out there so that you are, um, so that what you're looking for will come to you. 
same thing with women. You have to make yourself look cute, whatever you got to do, but don't make yourself so in their faces. They got to come, you know, come look for you too. And don't make a lot of noise. You yes, don't want to scare a, away the deer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but still, but still, be a beautiful plant that deers want to chew on. <laughs> if that makes any sense at all, it does. It does. I follow the analogy all the way. You got to chill way. out. Too many. I, I define that men. When you are chill and you don't care, men are turned on by that. It's sad, but and it's a game. But hey, dating is a game. Until you Ugh. bag them, it's a game. Ugh, that's why it's terrible. That's why it's I horrible. hate it so much. Because, like, that's the thing. I would have to, like, pretend to be chill, which is not who I was. And I feel like looking back, it was very obvious that I was pretending, which made it worse, you know? You will you will find the right person if you chill, but not for, not for long. Like, you got to chill for a little bit and then, okay, now I got to find another tra- strategy. But, you know, you got to – yeah, if you're not chill, that's understandable, but you still have to – play the game a little bit no no i get it and i'm telling you i could not play the game like that's the whole (laughs) point like i could not do it like i know exactly what you're saying yeah and i could not do it and it was like and or then like if i did do it maybe i only did it for like two dates and then it was like are we in love (laughs) and so (laughs) just like no i i also think but i do think what you're saying about you know as you yes Totally, like, people were like, I don't just want to date just to date. I want something to go somewhere. But at the same time, what I like about what you're saying is that, you know, I think the way when you say trust your gut or your judginess, this person, Olivia in in Colorado, you must have friends, right? So what Mm -hmm. is it? How do you approach making friends? Are you as judgy when someone is platonic as you are when they could possibly be a romantic partner? I wonder how that kind of judgy impulse goes if you're just like hanging out with somebody having coffee or like your friends from college. Or do you have the same you suck, you suck, you suck that you feel now when it comes to trying to date? I you think you saying? have to. I, I, I use the same criteria for finding girlfriends that I do for finding men. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, because you have to be able to hang out with them and they have to be able to be compatible with your personality. And I don't, and I, I don't make that differentiation between women and men and hetero mm-hmm. and romantic. I'm like, for me to want to be around you, you've got to be chill and you have to be fun and you can't be too intense. And have and I, abs. I, <laughs> yeah. Abs. But, I, but I have, but I have, but the girlfriends that I know that I would hang out with, they're so intense and they have men on the mind all the time that it makes it hard to be like, you want to get a pedicure? And they're like, yeah. no, <laughs> they're, they're, they're always, they're focused on one thing and it's not life it's about married I'm, I'm, yeah. where, where is he yeah and yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and men, men can men can smell the where is he chick they can yeah. tell yeah but i think that the what you're saying those to me is like what i want this person to do like i'm like olivia yes like stop looking at every guy like it's or whoever you uh, yeah me, as it's like yeah this gotta be a thing it's like like you just meeting a friend getting together with coffee with somebody are they cool? yeah who who is like who is chill who are you enjoying who, and when i say chill meaning like who is easy for you to like talk to yeah and have time and, and, and don't have dating conversations like when i met my last boyfriend the poker player it was a it was a, a business meeting and then we, he and i bonded over hip-hop i remember we, we were talking about de la soul i remember <laughs> and i remember once we clicked on loving old school hip-hop mm-hmm. in my head I, in my head i'm like okay I like the fact that we are giggling about the same thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if he were to ask me for any follow-up, I'm going to say yes. Right. And right. mind you, he, was, he wasn't my type physically, but 
at 50 years old, I don't need that anymore. I need, I need to be able to talk to you and laugh, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he asked for my number, and that became the first date, and we dated for several years. Uh-huh. So we bonded over just chilling. We didn't yeah. bond over us. You got right. a man? You exactly, got a girl? Exactly, exactly. No, we, so just, Olivia, we just kicked it. Exactly. Olivia, try making some Tribe Called Quest jokes. See if that, <laughs> yes, see if that goes over well. And, yeah, Tribe Called Quest and pull up the song, <laughs> Can I Kick It? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and learn from the song. Uh, <laughs> you just want to kick it. You just want to kick it. Yep. Yep. It's true. Take that pressure off. Pressure, pressure, pressure does not make diamonds as they, as they want us all to think. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It, make, it can make dust, too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It'll, it, it'll make you soft like chicken. You know, okay. the pressure cooker and then they shred the chicken, you know, because you cook yeah. it and you make it so soft. It's just like, that's what'll happen to your soul. <laughs> just shred you. It'll just shred you. Just be relaxed. And just, because Olivia, you funny to me. You are a kooky yeah. little character. I say uh-huh. just go out there and just see who gets it. And if they don't get yep. it, keep they moving. Got to go. Yeah. Well, Jack. Is, both, both of you guys. But, and maybe yeah. try an and, and, uh, and indica. 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 Because <laughs> she, is, she is straight sativa right now. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Uh, Jackie. 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 Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. Jackie. Thank you so, so much for coming and visiting us on Couples Therapy. Thank you. This will count as therapy. I want to cancel my appointment. Don't you dare. You keep that appointment. You ain't seen her since May. Or send us the copay. All right. All right. (laughs) I'm going to talk to her. Fine. Good. Talk to her. Keep us posted. I will. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jackie. See you guys next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com